Hi, and welcome to Failureology, a podcast about engineering failures. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Brian, and we're both from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our 15th mini failure episode. We're bringing you engineering failures in bite-sized pieces. Make no mistake, these are still significant failures, but they either have pretty straightforward causes or they happened a really long time ago and there's not enough information available for a regular episode. Essentially, we have a list of failures we want to tell you about. A long list of list that is way longer than I ever expected it to be, and there's constantly new ones being added. It's great. We have content for the rest of eternity. I do not think this list has gotten shorter since I've started this show. No, it's definitely gotten longer. Please keep sending in recommendations and failures you want to hear us talk about. We love that. I just the other day got sent down a whole rabbit hole based on a recommendation that a listener sent me, and it was fantastic. It made my whole day. Honestly, it did. I love the research. It's my favorite part. That's a good thing. These episodes are also just the failure. No news and no ads, at least for now. It's like failureology light. This week's failure is about one of my favorite things. It's about the London beer flood. Which part's your favorite, the beer or the London or the flood? Uh, the beer part, actually. London, I'm, I'm kind of like, take it or leave it. I've been to London a couple times. It's all right. It's not my favorite city to go to, but it's all right. It looks cool. I've, I've actually never been to London, but maybe one day. It's worth going to. I just didn't get the full appeal of it, I think, because both times I went there, I did not have very much money. Mm. So I couldn't do a lot of the touristy things. So I did things like walk around lots and look at stuff oh i like doing that that's my favorite part i also like doing that but i want to do some of the touristy things and i was like it costs how many pounds to do this and that was more pounds than i had fair fair back to the episode though so this this episode is about the london beer flood that happened on october 17th of 1814 do you think this was during oktoberfest did they have that in 1814 i'm gonna go with yes i believe that's during oktoberfest I don't know if they were celebrating Oktoberfest. Um, relations between various countries at that time may have been a little strained. True. Britain, you weren't always nice to your friends. Especially during this period of, of the world. The flood originated at Mew & Co.'s Horseshoe Brewery in London, which is a great name, I think, for a brewery. And the brewery was located on the corner of Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Street. Both those streets probably still exist. Did you check out the street view of this one, Nicole? Yes, I did. Is there still a brewery there? The roads are renamed, and so I wasn't sure if there if I got the spot right. But assuming that I did, there is no brewery there. There's looks like a bank and some there's some pubs for for sure and some new buildings, but I don't think that the original brewery building is still there. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. There's a tube station. The underground, that's what it's called. So the owner of Mew and Co.'s Horseshoe Tavern, Henry Mew, his father had created the largest vat in London capable of holding 20,000 imperial barrels. This thing is massive. And Henry Mew is a little jealous, so in an effort to emulate his father, Henry decides to build a vat of his own out of wood at 6.7 meters tall and capable of holding 18,000 imperial barrels. I can already see how this is not going to go very well. No. Also, Henry, reach for the stars. You're 
containers not even as big as your dad's. Yeah, I. If you're gonna do something. You might as well go full send and go forty thousand imperial barrels. Yeah, Texas sized that fat. Yeah, so he used 81 metric tons worth of iron hoops to strengthen the vat and hold the wood slats in place. Good design move. Similar to wooden barrels, but much, much larger. So this failure is 200 years old, more than 200 years old. So there's a, there's not a lot of information, but I'd really like to know how he even built it. How do you get 81 metric tons worth of hoops in place? You know, they don't have a a large giant vat factory. This is this is 1814. How did he do it? But also in in this time period of the world, they're building massive wooden sailing ships. So they're pretty good at working with wood and rudimentary iron at this point. But it's still impressive that he builds this massive wooden structure with so much iron in it. True. So at 4.30 p.m. on October 17th, the storehouse clerk noticed that one of the iron bands around the vat had slipped. Not good. The vat had 3,500 imperial barrels of 10-month-old porter in it at the time, which was within 10 centimeters of the top of the barrel. The band slipping itself was not abnormal, so they weren't really concerned with it at the time. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If they've you know, if you have a lot of bands and one of them slips and this happens all the time and there's no catastrophic failure, you kind of become complacent. And so they weren't aware that it needed to be dealt with right away. So they knew it there's something that they'd have to address eventually, but they didn't think it was overly urgent. About an hour after the hoop slipped off, the entire vessel burst open and the force of the liquid knocked the stopcock from the neighboring vessel and it also discharged all of its contents. So between all of this, all of these vessels breaking, they lost between 128 and 323,000 imperial gallons. That's a lot of beer and various alcoholic beverages. I'm assuming that there was alcohol in the other one. That's all. That's a big loss of probably delicious things to drink. Yeah, a, yeah, a lot. And it sounds like a bit of a domino effect. So you're oh my god, one, and then the next one, and the next one, and it's just, you, what do you do? You, I mean, there's nothing you can really do. And, it, and it's not safe either, because there's so much water. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you might as well grab a pint and wait for it all to blow over. I don't know. This is pretty similar to the molasses flood to an extent. Why don't you tell us about that, Brian? Yeah, so in addition to destroying the other vats that Nicole mentioned, the wave of Porter destroyed the rear wall of the brewery, which was 7.6 meters tall and two and a half bricks thick. So just like we saw with the molasses incident, molasses flood, once this stuff starts going, it has a considerable amount of force and it can take out streetcars and houses and the rear wall of the brewery. So after this happens, a 4.6 meter wave of liquid sweeps down the street and it destroys two houses, damages a bunch of others, just like in the molasses flood. So the land around the brewery was fairly flat and low-lying, and the porter flooded into several occupied cellars, forcing people to scramble onto furniture not to drown. So I think personally, if my cellar or my, my underground part of my house was suddenly full of porter, essentially a porter swimming pool, that might be one of the greatest days of my life. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Uh I don't know where to start. I don't. Okay, first of all, you wouldn't know what it is to start with because flood water is 
just really gross. And it probably looks like beer, at least from the pictures of it I've seen, because it stirs up a lot of stuff and it picks up a lot of things as it goes. So you probably wouldn't realize what it was right away. And then when you did realize what it was, are you really would drink it? It flowed down the road. Do you know how much bacteria is in that? I have a bunch of backpacking filters and this is a time where medical science wasn't super great. So might not be the best idea to drink this. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think the risk of food poisoning or bacterial infection or any other thing that you could get from this is um, is is far more dangerous than the cost to buy a few pints of beer. That's that's probably true. Even in even in eighteen fourteen dollars. Yeah, didn't your apartment flood once? Uh, twice actually. Would you have drank that water? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. But that also came out of the fire system still water yeah that's true but, but that, that water had been sitting around and uh what's the term for the water that comes out of the out of the fire systems there's a there's a specific term i can't remember what it is i'm so glad you asked because i was just about to bring it up it's called sprinkler cheese yes it's disgusting it's absolutely disgusting so what happens is the water fills this they fill the sprinkler system when they build the building but then the water doesn't move and water when it becomes stagnant it starts to grow bacteria and become really disgusting biology is not my strong science so i can't explain it very very well but i can assure you that it's gross and so when the sprinkler head first goes off that rush of gross dirty water that you get right away it's brown and it's slimy it's disgusting it smells really bad it's called sprinkler cheese I've never seen it in real life, but I and I don't want to. So, so if your condo or your your building is on fire, that's a low priority because it puts the fire out. But what happened in my condo is the fire sprinkler system, fire suppression system, went off when there was a contractor working in the unit above mine that had a heat gun that was right beside the fire sprinkler. So, it damaged quite a few units. Thirteen floors worth of damage. Yeah. That was interesting. No fire. Lots of damage. There was a waterfall coming out of the ceiling, which is not where waterfalls should be. Yes, great point. So back to the London beer flood, records show that eight people died due to the flood. And I'm not sure if some of those, I'm sure that's a combination of people getting knocked over by the wave of beer. And then I also assume that some people unfortunately drowned, especially if the beer was flowing into some of the cellars and people were having to climb on furniture. I'm sure that some people were caught off guard. They ultimately determined this to be an act of God, which would not fly today. There's no way that that would be the case today. Today, we would look at the construction of the barrel and why it failed, and there'd be a full investigation. But this is 1814, and it was a different time. So because it was considered an act of God, Mew and Co. didn't have to pay any compensation. They did lose about 23,000 pounds, which is equivalent to 365,000 US dollars today in the beer that they lost, their building damage, and their replacement fat. As a result of this accident, large wooden tanks were phased out of the brewing industry and replaced with concrete ones. Today, they use stainless steel and sometimes plastic. Uh, they do still use oak barrels, but they're kind of the wine-sized oak barrels. So they're three feet tall, maybe 18 inches in diameter. So luckily, these large wooden tanks were phased out. I think that's really smart. There's a lot of danger in how these are constructed, obviously, as we saw from this, this flood. Um, 
but definitely really interesting. This was a this was an interesting one to look at, but pretty limited information for it being so long ago. So there you have it. The London Beer Flood. A giant wall of beer smashed the brewery wall open and sent a huge wave of beer down the London streets. Thanks for listening to this mini failure episode. For our regular episodes, check out Failureology wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to chat with us, our Twitter handle is at Failureology. You can email us at thefailureologypodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, or you can message us right in the Patreon app. We love hearing from you, especially if you've got ideas to share for future episodes. There's links to all of these in the show notes. Bye, everyone. Talk soon.